0: good evening everyone. Nice to be here. I was asked to give a short uh, talk addressed to the children. I'm just telling you my orders here. <laughs> I don't know if I'm an adult yet myself, so um uh, I'll try to speak as uh, as uh, to the point as, as I can, that we may all grow from such discussions. Um, I'd like to ask a question or two, first, of our uh, esteemed guests, and um, first I'd like to know if you're from mostly this area, Charlotte, I something... And then from India, I got that, <laughs> but, but uh, all from the same part of India or different parts? Mm. Different parts. Mm. Bengalis, Gujaratis, all Gujaratis, Sri Krishna, Sharanam, Mama. Maharashtra. Maharashtra. Okay. Telugu. Telugu?
1: Telugu family.
0: Achha. Okay. Good. I'm from California. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's influenced, especially Silicon Valley, by uh,
1: <laughs>
0: by Indian people. But I've been to Bharat many times since uh, the early early 1970s. Many years, so I was blessed to be able to. Visit your good uh, country, the mother of Dharma religion, as I think of it. And so perhaps you come from different uh, religious persuasions within the context of Hinduism as well Shaivites, Advaitins, Vaishnavas, none of the above. Hinduism is very, uh, tends has to be very in- in pluralistic and, in- and inclusive, it would seem. <clears throat> that works well with the times in which we live, which uh, in a broader sense, of course, to then are the human times. We're all living in human time. Hmm? Indian uh, sense of time, the Hindu ancient Hindu sense of time is quite different than modern sense of time, which is uh, since the like scientific and industrial revolution and in in Europe, uh, coupled with Christianity, a more of a linear way of looking at time. And ancient Indian time is more uh, cyclical in nature it's a very different very very different concept of of time and it speaks more of in one sense of time as a qualitative rather than a quantitative measurement Hmm? so there's morning time there's evening time
1: Hmm?
0: there's daytime there's nighttime these are different, for example, I'm giving qualities of time. So there is Satya Yuga, Dwapra Yuga, hmm, Treta Yuga, uh, Kali Yuga. Hmm. It would be difficult for us to empirically, which erroneously, I believe, is thought to be the. the uh, standard of knowing conclusively but uh, to empirically demonstrate the uh, yuga concepts Mm. given findings or lack of findings in modern archaeology for example and so forth but India is very peculiar, ancient Indian Hinduism and and you have to get into the, the mindset entirely of the um, the texts, the traditions, and if, if, if not be born there many times. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I, I think that um, it's not the right way of going about trying to understand, for example, uh, time as Hindus perceive it. And so, in brief, I say this because I'm speaking about the idea that we're all living in 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 human time hmm? and human time is very special and within human time youth of course is very uh, important youth is very uh, attractive very desirable everyone wants the um... patronage of the of the youth, the corporations the the nationals the the the, 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 the military um, the parents <laughs> everybody wants youth except the children they want to get older <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but youth is uh, the point here is that within, human life is very valuable and within human life youth is very valuable human life is valuable in comparison to other uh, forms of life, of the species of life, like here we are amongst different species of life. Hmm. There are the trees, here we are in in a natural setting, birds, the bees, the coyotes and deer and so on and so forth and uh, and insects Hmm. and we are quite the minority here, hmm? as it would be on the end of my finger. There are more micro germs uh, than there are humans in the world, probably. So we're we're a minority, hmm? and uh, within that, again, youth is also a minority, and it's it's here today and it's gone tomorrow. Hmm? But we are special at the same time, as uh, to to be living in in human time and human sensibilities. Hmm? Um, small things, are good things, sometimes come in small packages. Hmm? So the fact that we are a minority uh, doesn't mean we are we're less important. Hmm? Indeed, um, humans have something, of course, that distinguishes them from the other species of life. Sometimes it's said that reason distinguishes us, or a certain measure of reason, and perhaps the measure of reason that allows us to reason about ourselves and why we are, hmm? what we are, why we are, to think purposefully hmm? and to pursue meaning and value as opposed to A quantitative pursuit of things uh, acquisition to add on to subtract from Hmm? amongst other species of life we find a preoccupation with how how to eat how to sleep how to protect oneself how to to find a mate Hmm? and the question why does not arise Why am I a cow? Why am I a tree? This is a question that arises in human time. It's a very peculiar question, very troublesome, (laughs) difficult question. In that sense, human life, human time itself, is an existential crisis. And within human life, we have existential crisis. That usually comes in youth. Nowadays, I would say, in a society and in a culture that has no, no, no direction, hmm? to use the words of an old poet, no direction home,
1: hmm?
0: where philosophy is not tied to to revelation. Hmm? And the mind and intellect are free to speculate uh, to their heart's content, if you will. In ancient India, of course, and even in, in, in the Western culture in Europe, there was a time when philosophy was tied to revelation, either the, the Western revelation of the biblical sector and, and the Hindu revelation of the Vedanta, hmm? the Upanishads. Hmm? upanishad it means as you may know to to upa upanishad means to sit close the implication of which is that i might tell you something that's special that's not for the general public not that it's we're hoarding it but the general public is not interested in this hmm? not interested in the why but only interested in the how
1: hmm?
0: how to get food, how to protect oneself, how to find a mate. My Guru Maharaj, once coming to America, as he did in the early it's 1960s, he commented, he said, Dog is running on four legs and barking, and man is driving on four wheels and blowing the horn. What is the difference? Hmm? So there should be a difference. Hmm? And the difference should be why am I? <laughs> hmm? what, is, what is my purpose? To acquire perfect happiness, which is the pursuit of everyone, we require perfect knowledge. All action is informed by knowledge. So if we have perfect knowledge, we should be able to act in such a way that we become perfectly happy. Hmm? But perfect knowledge, to acquire it, requires a perfect method.
1: Hmm?
0: Hmm. And we see that a mind, an intellect, unto itself, hmm, is not a perfect method for arriving at the kind of knowing that is perfect, in the sense of perfect knowledge being that which makes one perfectly happy. We've been free to think for a long time, (laughs) and we are not perfectly happy hmm, by any means. We've shifted the burden that, that that material life constitutes, in a sense, the struggle for existence from one shoulder, from the right shoulder, to the left shoulder, hmm? to our head, back to the right shoulder again. Hmm? So, it's reasonable, therefore, to consider the proposal that Perfect knowledge will come from outside of our thinking process. Let's say to know the self. To know the self. What is the self? This is a question in modern society that hasn't gone away. What is the nature of consciousness? What is it, the the thought, that I am? Where am I? I can't find myself in the brain. Hmm? That's where they're looking, those who have some interest, Hmm? to find it on their own terms, in their own way, to investigate nature, to conquer nature
1: hmm?
0: and to find the self and most with this, of this persuasion are of the belief that there is no self and still they're looking for the self.
1: Hmm?
0: They're looking for perfect knowledge and proposing from the start that there is no such thing as perfect knowledge. You follow me? Hmm? So who's crazy? Those who believe there's perfect knowledge or those who don't but pursue it anyway? Hmm? We are very small. We are a minority. Yes, we are humans. We are different in a special ways from other species of life. Hmm? But there's nothing from an evolutionary point of view, from biological evolutionary point of view for example, that says that, it's, that it, that it, that it that mandates we should know everything. <laughs> so there are, for example, in today's world of modern philosophy, Mysterians, hmm, a group of philosophers who think that it's not within our pay grade, if you will, as humans, to know why we are and what the self is. When I say why, and I speak of self, and I am, these ideas are connected. Because why am I is a purposeful, a meaningful question. And consciousness is the root of meaning, value. It's a, the it's a subjective world, the world of consciousness. Hmm? The objective world in modern science is thought to be the, the, the primary qualities uh, of, the, of reality, it's thought, are weight, distance, mass, depth. All these are quantitative measurements. Hmm? In modern society, in modern philosophy in the West, uh, the qualitative experiences of the humans are thought to be projected onto nature. Hmm? They're add-ons, but not really part of reality like red or blue mm. or happy or sad mm-hmm. the subjective world <laughs> is 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 being minimized mm-hmm. because that subjective component of human life can't be found mm-hmm. can't find it in the brain yet mm-hmm. So, it's being minimized, but really, in our everyday life, it's the basis of everything. Hmm? We cannot prove that we exist, empirically, in terms of our subjective, private experience of what it means to be I am. We cannot prove that. But we don't wait to prove it to get up in the morning and be what we think we are, Hmm? and pursue what we think is important for our being, for our existence. Hmm? We have some first-person knowing, and it's the basis of all knowing, and it's the only thing we really know, that I am. Everything else is in question. Hmm? But that I am, this is the basis of all real knowing, and that is a subjective experience that we cannot demonstrate empirically. So in the Indian world of thought, of course, then, uh, from a religious point of view, from a spiritual point of view, this subjective world, this super-subjective world, is the real world, is the important world. Hmm? And what makes human life really different from other species of life is that subjective quality or aspect of existence, the atma, as we refer to it, it's coming to the fore, it's coming to the front, It's starting to feel itself, and it's asking about itself. What am I? I feel that I'm more than what meets the eye and the mind. Hmm? I feel that I should not have limitations. Hmm? I see the birds can fly high in the sky, and the fish can go to the depths of the ocean. So as humans, we think we should fly in the sky. We should be able to go to the bottom of the ocean. We should be able to go to Mars and the moon and there should be no limits. Hmm? Other species don't think like that. The fish at the bottom of the ocean don't think we should be able to fly. Hmm? And even birds that can fly don't think we should be able to fly to the moon. Hmm? Why do we think like that? Why do we think that we should be able to do everything that every other species can do? Hmm? The reason is because we are, st- in human life, what's happening from the point of view of Vedanta is this self that doesn't die, nainam hmm? chindanti, what does Bhagavad Gita say? The hmm? Dhatipabhaka. Cannot be burned by the fire. Cannot be withered by the wind. Cannot be drowned in the water. No weapons. can destroy it. What is it? I am. We have no experience, in a a full sense of the term, other than I am. And when did it begin? (laughs) You cannot remember not... uh, 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 That's obviously logically impossible. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Some people say they experienced you, something about you, at a certain point in time. But you have no experience of not existing how can you have experience of not existing?
1: Hmm?
0: From the point of view of Vedanta, in human life, this Atma is coming to the to, to the surface and it's feeling itself and it feels like it shouldn't be limited. Hmm? And it's not. But rather than pursue it in ways that it can actually be experienced, we try to pursue it by Manipulating the nature and and uh, conquering nature hmm? and uh, developing with scientific facts in the hands of technicians, different means to do to be more to be more hmm? than what nature seems to tell us we are. Nature says you're limited. You're getting old. Hmm? You have to die. Hmm? You're sick. You have to stay home today. Nature tells us this but the self says hmm, I'm 66 this year but you know you feel like you're still a kid hmm?
1: Hmm?
0: especially if you use your youth properly hmm? it's so hard to control the youth hmm? human life is so valuable for the reasons i'm speaking of hmm? what an adventure it, it affords us the opportunity to to rather than pursue the 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 natural world, the objective world of things through acquisition, hmm? to experience the world underwater, to experience the world in the sky, hmm? on the land, on four legs, on two legs, with wings. All these are different ways of experiencing the natural world, result of which is you get to eat something, you get to take some rest, uh, you get to have <coughs> children, byproducts, have a mate. And you get to protect yourself from other, other people, hmm? other things, to some extent. Hmm? That's all it amounts to. And, and you can do it, as I say, underwater, you can do it in the air, you can do it on four legs, on two legs. You can do it with roots that are your, your mouth and stomach, like the trees. Hmm? There's all kinds of ways to experience it, to manipulate it, to change it, hmm? only to experience basically the same thing. Hmm? Human life, it gives us a chance to to, to pursue the adventure of of the the subjective world, Hmm? the world of consciousness, the world of value, meaning. What possibilities lie there? Hmm? Hmm. It's fathomless.
1: Hmm?
0: And now at human life, we're just at the shore of that. Hmm? We should not turn back and just be a dweepada pashu, you know? Two-legged animal. Hmm? Human dress, but only in pursuit of the things that the animals get without as much trouble. You are a young man, you'll get an education, right? What do you do with that? Hmm? You use it to take care of yourself, your parents, hmm? your family, to be, unless you join me and become a... <laughs> <Sanasi>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a possibility. Uh, an alternative uh, occupation.
1: Hmm?
0: But those things are all good and valuable, hmm? but not they are not valuable if that's all that you do with your intelligence. Hmm? Because animals also have families, they take care of them, they didn't know, need to go to school and and pay a lot of money for that and and then have the school loans to pay for many years and and then you get your education and then you move to america and you have to become a doctor again Hmm? something like that (laughs) you don't need to do all that as a cow you can have a calf you can have a nice family Hmm? so you should use your intelligence for those things but not only those things otherwise then what is the difference qualitatively between yourself and an animal what really distinguishes us from the animals, if it is the fact that we have a greater reasoning capacity, hmm, then we should use our reasoning capacity for something greater hmm, than what the animals and uh, other species of life pursue. hmm? If I use my intelligence just to pursue what the animals pursue, then I'm a very dangerous species. hmm? Hmm. I could use it to pursue what is inside. hmm? rather than things. It said, the best things in life are not things. It's you. Hmm? And you're not a thing. Hmm? That's like, well, what am I? That's the I means this is the world of all possibilities. We're always a student in that world. You're never a master in that world. Hmm? Hmm? So human life, this is our thinking. It should be used for this. And and this is what we mean then by arriving at perfect knowledge. And as I said earlier, in order to arrive at perfect knowledge, we need a perfect method. So what is the perfect method by which we'll arrive at perfect knowledge, by which we'll become perfectly happy? Hmm? Perfectly happy without knowing everything. Knowing everything in one sense... I know what I need to know and I'm content. Hmm? Shankar, his idea was, and it's beautiful and profound, that if you're full, why move? Why are we moving? Because we have a perceived necessity. Hmm? We have desire. So we have to move. We have to work. As soon as you desire, (laughs) then... You have to live in the prison of that. Uh, You're bound by that. Now you have to work. So he thought, I will relax, no desire. I will sit only. Hmm? Of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we are the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he wanted to extend that idea. He thought, there is a kind of movement also. Hmm? It's not based on any perceived necessity or lacking. And that is a movement out of fullness. You can be so full that you have to dance. I'm full. That is Lila. Hari Lila. To use the term very favorite of Madhusudan Saraswati, you may know he is an interesting personality in Indian history who's tried to forge a bridge between Chaitanya Vaishnavism that we follow and the Advaita Vedanta of Shankar. He liked... Hari Leela very much, hmm? Krishna Lila, hmm? so instructive to us, Shankar himself said that he hankered for the day where he could sit only on the bank of the Jamuna and contemplate that Hari Leela, Krishna Lila. Hmm? I'll go into that just a little bit, but my point first is that I'm developing. If we want perfect knowledge, we have to have a perfect method. Hmm? And the brain, the intellect, the mind is is not perfect. Hmm? It's not. It's not an instrument that uh, is so refined that, by its exercise, by its utilization, we can become perfectly happy. Hmm? To have comprehensive knowing is not to know everything. Hmm? It's to be have some. To be somewhat content with the idea that everything can't be known. We are a slave of our intellect to want to know everything. Hmm? It would not be possible. It is said in the Upanishads, she who says she knows Brahman, he does not know Brahman. Hmm? He who says, I don't know Brahman, she knows Brahman. Such is, such is the nature of that subjective world. Hmm? But why is it okay? Hmm? What does it mean to know Brahman when you say you don't know Brahman? I don't. I, I, those who say they don't know God, they know God. Hmm? Unknown, unknowable. Hmm? Why is this comforting? Hmm? Because of the nature of the Godhead. Hmm? God, it is not just being and not just knowing, but loving. Such it, ananda hmm? is ananda component. That means for loving. Hmm? In our gaudi Vedanta, this is our emphasis: ananta, ananda, ananda means seer love means movement. Movement in transcendence is not the movement of karma that jnana or knowledge retires so that you can sit peacefully, because I know now that I am an atma and that moving in relation to things that don't endure, the appearances in the world that are here today and gone tomorrow will never make me happy, will never bring me enduring happiness. If I want enduring happiness, I cannot get it in relation to things that don't endure. I mean, is that sensible? It's too sensible. It's too reasonable. Hmm? It's too simple. Hmm? We miss it. Hmm? This is the wisdom of the Buddha, also, Hmm? and more so Shankar, like I said, so that where he could sit. Hmm? But we are a little interested in in having rested from the pursuit of things that don't endure, endure to move in fullness. It's like sometimes you're so happy you have to get up and dance. It's not that you need anything, but you need to dance. You need to celebrate it. This is Leela. Hmm? This is Ananda. Ananda has movement. Jnana, hmm? Chit, has stillness and being. Being, knowing. And loving. So, it's all right. Why is. why can we be comforted in the subjective meditative world, hmm? in the real world, with not knowing everything? Hmm? Because the nature of that which we do know about is loving, affectionate. Hmm? So, what is the perfect way of knowing then? Hmm? That is not by going out. If you will, outward with the instruments that we are karmically endowed with hmm? our physical, mental, or intellectual skills. hmm? This is the way of perfect knowing, we think. This is simple. You fold your hands hmm? like this. hmm? In other words, if reality wants itself to be known, it will be known. Otherwise, not. How can the finite know the infinite? Mathematically, it would be impossible. But if the infinite wants to reveal itself to the finite, then it's possible. Hmm. This is kind of a spiritual mathematics. I said earlier, biologically speaking, there's no reason whatsoever to conclude that we should know everything. As humans, we're trying to know everything. Hmm. (laughs) But there's no reason to think that we should. Hmm? just by the exercise of our biological faculties. Hmm? So the great scriptures of India, they say, there's another way of knowing. Aparoksha, adhoksaja, aprakrita, not by going out, Hmm? not by trying to conquer the world, Hmm? but by approaching the world from a different point of view. It is said that if you love someone, they tell you all the secrets. If you just try to conquer them, then if they have the capacity, they'll try to keep something from you. Hmm. <coughs> so to approach the natural world, we live in the natural world, we have to deal with it. Hmm. Hmm. And we are in human time. Hmm. Hmm. We know there are some secrets. Hmm. We are the secret. What am I? Why am I? Hmm? Hmm. We have to approach nature, the natural world, in such a way that she will point us in the direction of where we can get the answers. Hmm? The natural world can answer the physical, mental questions we have, but the spiritual questions, the natures of consciousness, that's not her jurisdiction. That's the subjective world, not the objective world. But she can point us in the right direction, push us in the right direction give us negative impetus to go there. Hmm? So the sacred texts of India, this is their preoccupation. They're not preoccupied with finding what's inside the atom that we might take it out and, and, and blow somebody else up, or, or I mean, there are more constructive ways also that we try to use those things, but uh, but they're interested, <laughs> the sacred texts, they're interested in in the pursuit on the part of humans of the subjective world the world of consciousness. And it's emphasized that this should begin in youth. So, you young people who are having a hard time probably listening to me, um, mm-hmm. forgive me. You should know that human life is valuable, and within human life, youth is most valuable. You know Prahlad, Prahlad Charit of Bhagavatam, Narasingha, and Prahlad. So, Pralad was only five years old. Hmm? Kumara Macharit Pragnam Dharmam Bhagavatam Miha. Hmm. He taught his other classmates that human life is very valuable. You should use it from the very start in youth to get a different perspective on life. What, we have to understand what possibilities we're talking about. You could live your whole lives, grow up, be adults, and 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 miss a huge opportunity. You could just be living on the computer and playing games and and so many things. It's so much more exciting. Is the inner world, the world of the atma? Hmm? There's no in the lexicon, in the dictionary, in that world. Impossible. That word is not found there. Hmm? It's not found there. This is better than Harry, than Harry Potter or something like that. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's a really <laughs> exciting world of possibilities. Hmm? And meditation, and bhakti. Hmm? These are the ancient ways and they produce so many results. Look at Shankar. Look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They did not live long lives. I'm older than them.
1: Hmm?
0: Chaitanya Mahaprabhu lived till 48. Shankar was maybe in his early 30s. But what contribution they gave to the world. Hmm?
1: Hmm?
0: What experience they had so deep. Hmm? And they began in their youth. Hmm? If you can harness your youth, then you can in, then you can be so wise that young people will follow you when you get old. Instead of thinking, "Oh God, Daddy is so old and he doesn't <laughs> know what you know. He doesn't know what's going on." <laughs> you don't want to be like that. <laughs> you you want you want to think, "Oh my father, he knows so much." Hmm? I was only young. When I became a monk, a monastic, 22 years old, hmm? my guru was 70. What am I following? Some 70-year-old man. How many 20-year-olds are following some 70-year-old person from another country? hmm? He had a different kind of knowledge hmm, to offer. hmm? And so many young people attached themselves to him. hmm? And, and and that experience is, 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 uh, has informed their entire adult life. Hmm? And, and it has informed their entire adult life such that they feel obliged to extend hmm, the kind of things I'm talking about, these types of insights, to the general public. This is par- parupakar, to do good for others. Mm -hmm. This is the real good for others. So I speak to you a little bit about it mm, this evening mm, with an emphasis on the importance of human life and uh, youth in particular. It's very valuable and we find the God of the gods, if you will, Krishna. I say that because Krishna represents the the very romantic heart of the Absolute. And if we are to look at our own human life, we think, well, the heart is the most important thing, the most full thing. Other aspects are important, no doubt. The brain is important, the legs are important, the arms are important. In Hinduism, Krishna, he has nothing to do. Even Shiva has something to do. He's meditating. Krishna has nothing to do. Well, he has one thing to do. What is that? To please Radha. That is all. Hmm? What does that mean to us philosophically? That means oh, that that Brahman, Brahman, bows to Bhakti. Hmm? It's a very nice point. Brahman, who's everywhere. If you're everywhere, how can you move? Hmm? You're already there. But Krishna has described himself. Param Brahma, Param Dhamma. Hmm? You know Gita? Param Brahma, Param hmm? I'm everything. I am Param Brahma. And I'm moving. How can he who is everywhere move? That is the power of Bhakti. By Bhakti, he's moving. <laughs> he's bowing to Radha. Hmm? This is Leela. This is not a necessity that he has, like a man has to find a woman, or a woman has to find a man. It's similar in appearance. And therefore, it enables us to emotionally connect. Hmm? Krishna is human-like. He's the form of the Godhead that we can most connect with in our human experience. Hmm? Make a
1: bond. Hmm?
0: In Christianity, they have Jesus. You can connect with him because there's some. He touches some human emotions, like guilt. He died on the cross for us. Oh my God, I should I should do something about it.
1: Hmm?
0: Maybe a few other emotions that that picture of divinity touches. But Krishna. Touches every human emotion, every human emotion. Hmm? And enables us with our human emotions, which is what we are more than intellectual beings, is emotional beings. Therefore, we say, Yes, I know, but. I know, Swami, but. <laughs> we are more emotional. Hmm? So to t- connect with our emotions, with divinity, In what form? Krishna, like I say, he has nothing to do. He is playing the flute, hoping that Radha will listen and come, hmm? in the moonlight. Hmm. he has a necessity to love in other words and love is a giving Hmm. necessity to give not to take Hmm. he who has nothing to do is most full Hmm. he who has nothing to do has the most power just like to take a vacation you have to have some power, don't you? you have to have some money some time off, some tenure you have to have power. Krishna has all the time off. He has nothing to do. Hmm? Nothing to accomplish. Hmm? And how is he depicted? How is this form of Param Brahma? Hmm? Brahman bowing to Bhakti. Hmm? I'm saying Bhakti is the perfect way of knowing. Because Brahman bows to that. Hmm? <laughs> hmm? Brahman is trying to find out about himself. What does Bhakti see in me? Bhakti has a particular perspective on me that is not my perspective. Hmm? How attractive is bhakti? We may say, I don't see God. Where is God? We may dismiss God, but it's difficult to dismiss bhakti or love of God. When we see it in persons who, on the strength of loving God, they have no interest in things of the world. Even in our modern culture where we're being bombarded by things, opportunities it seems, Hmm? and to have no interest in that.
1: Hmm?
0: It means they've got something, some standing there. Hmm? Hmm? And this idea of Krishna in Gita, in Bhagavad, very beautiful, he appears as a youth, just like you, Hmm? A youth, it means again, I said, youth is very attractive, very valuable. Hmm? Hmm? But youth that never grows old, hmm? that is a wise youth. Hmm? So if you use your youth very wisely, by good Sangha, good association, Sadhu Sangha, you don't have to practice Bhairagya, detachment. You stay with your family, be happy. Hmm? But you and your family, if you can add to your life, hmm, sangha, sadhu sangha, good, good company, hmm, then the val- things that are most valuable will remain on your mind and pursued, and the things that are less valuable will be left behind in a natural way, hmm? and you will have lived your human life in a way that makes it more than an animal's life. Hmm? and you can get mukti, and you can get preim, you can get love, you can get perfect knowledge and be perfectly happy and still not know everything hmm. so I don't want to speak too long, it's long enough and, and uh, I will ask if anyone has any question yes
1: you spoke earlier of, uh, of the, why, uh, the question of why
0: <coughs> which is that means, and that, why should I do something that many people don't consider, but isn't, but isn't
1: the personal desire for gain, isn't it just a corrupted form of that question. Hmm?
0: Personal desire for gain, you're asking, is it a corrupted form of the question why? In a sense, yes. But I'm speaking about an existential question of why. If I think, um, uh, why can't I have this? Why can't I get that? Hmm? And then you use your intelligence to find out ways to get this or that. Hmm? Then you're not using your intelligence to answer an existential why question. Why am I? I'm saying, I'm tying the word why to meaning. If, we, if, if our meaning is tied to having, we have nothing. Hmm? And we mean nothing. Hmm? You follow me? Let me say it in another way. Being that is derived from having is not to be at all because we don't really have anything. We cannot keep anything. So if my sense of what I am is tied to what I have or why don't I have it and why can't I have it and let me try to get it, hmm? then my being is, is as as fleeting as here today and gone tomorrow, as the things that I want to have or want to get rid of, hmm? and the other, and, and that is the flip side of wanting to have, is wanting to give up. I wanted to have her, and now I want to give her up, but I can't. I have kids, and she's not that bad, and, and she, <laughs> and she feels the same way <laughs> sometimes. Hmm? So, so. <laughs> so our, when I speak of why, hmm, you're right. To, it is a corrupted form of. You can corrupt the form of why. Why can't I have this? Why can't I have that? Being again, being derived from having. There's being, there's knowing and loving, hmm? or let's say, having, hmm, knowing to be to have, to be, to love. Hmm? If our being is to, based on having, we really don't be very much. <laughs> we don't really amount to very much. Hmm? Hmm? But if, uh, but, but if our, hmm. uh, uh, if we pursue being, independent of having, if we think, I'm the one that wants to have, what am I? That has the capacity to want. I was. If I was asked what is the most profound experience I've had, in one sense I could say that I experience. I want to have a microphone. I want to have a chair. I want to have a stone, a a house, an acre, a planet. All of these things are non-experiential. They don't experience. I'm a unit of experiencing capacity, and I want things that are non-experiential I mean, the, the microphone is only a microphone why is this a microphone <laughs> why is it a, why is it a microphone because i think it's a microphone hmm? because i've arranged i didn't do it but i mean i bought it but i didn't buy it somebody did but it, somebody's arranged com- electronical components and some metal and things in a certain way hmm? it's all coming from ex- the experiential world, if you will, manipulating the non-experiential world to make it somewhat animate. The self wants to make everything alive and animate and experiential because it is alive, animate, experiential. So, if so, rather than trying to be by having by having a car, I can be a Chevy guy or a Toyota man. You know, I can be a Subaru man, and they've got the ads just you know which they do, must do a lot of research to figure out you know, the psychology of different people and then put the, on the Super Bowl, they put the ad, you know, that he will buy that car because he's like that, she's like that. Hmm? So do you want to be a car? You're a human being. Do you want to be a cigarette? Hmm? When I was a kid, they had these commercials. There was the Marlboro man. He would ride on a horse out alone and he would smoke a Marlboro. Now he's coughing. That's... Knowledge changes in the world. (laughs) So always thought, be a Marlboro man. That was... Some people thought that was cool. Hmm? Do you want to be a cigarette? Is that what you want? You're you're going to become a human being and now you want to be a cigarette? Do you want to be a car? Hmm? So that being that is attached to having, that's not to be at all. Hmm? Hmm. I'm a unit of experiential reality What is that? It's different than all the non-experiential things.
1: Hmm?
0: I exist independently of them. I give meaning to them. Hmm? And I can have, or try to have, or I can be, Hmm? which is much more profound. And on top of that, I can love, and that is the fullness of being. Hmm? Material life, our being, is based on taking and thinking that we have. Only to find out it's not mine because it's, it's being taken away now, by time or whomever. Hmm? But I can give. What kind of being? What kind of existence is that? To exist. What is better to ex- to 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 love to exist or to exist to love? Bhakti is the latter idea: to exist to love to give. So you're right. Hmm? The why question, if it's used for material acquisition only. Hmm? Then it perverts what I'm talking about—the the, the the bigger why that comes up. That why am I? Why do I exist? What? Wh- why do things happen? Mm-hmm. And you want to find this happened because of this and that because of that and that and that. And you want to keep keep going back and back and go to the source. Mm-hmm. This is human life, we want to know our source. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Why did that happen? Has <laughs> that helped answer your question? So I'm saying we should, in human life, we should be preoccupied with why. Why am I in the first place? Hmm? All right. So, any other question? Yes.
1: As a, as a child, or a, you know, as a human being,
0: if I want to teach myself to be happy, it comes down to that I have to talk to my mind where I know that only thing I want to have is just the love of God. That's the only thing I should be wanting to have. The rest I have to just do it as a giving, that I'm a being that can give, and by giving I'm going to get happiness. Am I correct in understanding that? Uh, is that your question? Yes. I think that um, it's good that you think like that, um, and that your life will become really meaningful by loving God. Hmm? And loving God, of course, is a wise kind of love. Hmm? So inside loving God is is the knowledge of what is consciousness, what is matter, and so forth. And I pursue that, but I'm very much entangled with matter. I have a family, I love them, I want to care about them, I try to give to them, take care of them. So, 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 yes, in a sense if I live as a family person and I have a higher ideal, and then in the context of that, hmm, higher ideal, I have a family and so forth. You see, the bhakti tradition, are you from Gujarat? So you're like Krishna Bhakta, kind of. Anyway, many Krishna Bhaktas in Gujarat. So, in bhakti, bhakti is very... Friendly, user friendly, hmm? compared to Gyan. For Gyan, if I say, no, you cannot do that, you must come and live in the forest alone, hmm? and you are, the knowledge is, you are not this body, I'm hmm? Brahmasmi, and so this is not your family, hmm? these are just passing things, hmm? it's very harsh. There's truth to it. Hmm? but it's very harsh. So if I say, okay, so the conclusion is now all of you, you got it, give up your families, live under a tree here, you, know, you will all go home, I don't know if I go back there again. It's <laughs> so very harsh, but bhakti is very, very friendly, very accommodating. Hmm? In Gyan, Gyanmarg marg you cannot have any friends. Hmm? You cannot take anybody with you, that's not possible. Hmm? You cannot have many friends. In a Gyan Marg, the end is alone. Hmm? One. No near No difference. In Bhakti Marg, within the meditative world there's differentiation. There's Leela.
1: Hmm?
0: So if you have if you make your family you try to give to them and give them knowledge and give a good example and so forth and, and and love them in the context of pursuing love of God then then that will help you yes to pursue love of God and and if your children become devotees then you could become attached to them which you are anyway and it's not a problem now you are attached to a devotee and it is said if you are attached to devotees that will bring bhakti hmm? In Gyan you cannot be attached to anybody. <laughs> you can, but, but in Sibhakti is very user friendly, it's very powerful. Hmm? It can take a material thing and turn it into spiritual thing. My attachment to family, if I turn my family into devotees, then it becomes conducive to my practice. Hmm? Hmm? But in Gyanmar then I have to give up become sannyasi and give up the family and everything. Hmm? but there's no there is not there is less knowledge in bhakti bhakti is not weak bhakti is strong in gyan marg and yoga marg you have to be brahmacharya hmm? but bhakti is so powerful that you don't have to be brahmacharya you can have a family hmm? and still you can be bhakta and you can grow so many great uh, teachers even in bhakti marg they had families hmm? but they were sadhus also and their wives were sadhus and then and, and, and the, the, the children so so that help yeah okay anything else yes
1: First, so you a very good you uh, know uh, raise a very good point about having
0: more microbes in the fingertips than all the humans mm. So that kind of gives us the, uh, you know, the, what is really the size of us in the entire universe.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially for the youth and for some of us as well, who, who may not be following the other mass population, the practice of consumerism and other lifestyles. It's like a
0: minority of a minority and another level, you know multiple levels of minority.
1: Mm-hmm. especially coming from as an immigrant into the mm-hmm. country. That was one level of minority and then again following trying to follow a different lifestyle and raise a family with the different guardians and mm. that would you kind know, of divide us into another subset.
0: So we should stay together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is that one thing that even kids and as a parent can, rather than feeling in fear, feel special, that even with that minority, mm-hmm. there is a good hope, a good reason to feel really proud about what this practice is all about?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a good question, and it's kind of what we talked about, but I, I think that he, the point has to be emphasized, hmm? that the reason that we're different... The reason that we are a minority, as I said earlier, good things come in small packages. Sometimes, hmm? if you want to buy jewelry, you can go to uh, Walmart. They have jewelry there too. Hmm? But if you want to, in America, if you want, or in India, if you want to buy, wife, you have to get gold, <laughs> and, right, for the marriage. You can't go to Walmart. They don't sell gold there. Uh, there are many people go to Walmart to buy. Glass jewelry, hmm? but very few customers in the diamond store. So uh, there, sometimes as I said, valuable things come in small packages. But but the, the, it's it's a difficult task what you're talking about to make that emphasis because because as a minority, well, the, the the majority of the world is going in a different direction. So again again, you have to get good sangha, stay together. As you are doing as a as a group hmm? uh, but then you have to, the the song has to be you i mean you're doing a wise thing I think by coming here I'm not very wise, but at least you you tried to find a wise person you know and you know and and, and get that kind of uh association hmm? where the speciality you know can be emphasized if you can contact with persons who can really speak about and exemplify that which you yourself feel and maybe can't explain as well is, is is why you are the way you are and why you have a different lifestyle you can associate with those who understand it better and exemplify it that'll be the best thing that you can do to instill within yourself your family friends and others as to why being different is, uh, is, is better hmm? And, uh, of course, there are many simple examples, you know, like Apple is, you know, their logo is Think Differently, you know, so, you know, <laughs> compared to IBM, which is everywhere, you know, so they're smaller, but they're pretty, pretty powerful, influential. Uh, they're simple, you know, little s- slogans, like I say, small is beautiful or whatever. But beyond that, I think that, that the more that you can... Um, um, keep the company of and uh, you know you invite sadhus to your home you 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 have gatherings like this it will just emphasize the point and and speak about it in ways that even even better than you can speak about it so to speak and it will just reinforce and um and this is the whole tradition i mean people are the way they are because of the association they keep hmm guna And Gita says, and basically says, people are the way they are because of the association they keep. So if you keep the same association, and in the context of that, we have our peers, hmm? and then we have those who are younger than us and don't, don't know as much. Hmm? We can't stop with that. We have to associate with those who have more uh, experience, deeper experience, that will help us the most. There's nothing, in my life, I tell you, there's nothing more powerful that I've experienced than that, that association with the real sadhu. You know, you can practice, you can do japa, you can do dhyana, meditation, and so forth, but our capacity to do this is somewhat limited, especially with family concerns and so on and so forth. And, and But if if you... Spend a little time in good association; that will carry you for weeks. Hmm? Those thoughts may become part of your very being that you gather at one point. Hmm? So it's so powerful that a certain point, enough of that, then you can do on your own. Then you can actually enter into the practices and get experience. But before that, hmm, you you need like you know, you need to calf needs to nurse for at least you know three months from the cow she can be healthy in the beginning the calf when she's born she has to get that milk first milk with the colostrum whole body whole life is dependent upon that Hmm? when the calf is born then she has like an hour or two before she has to get that and that will form her whole life Hmm? so we need that kind of association that's my answer to you that help yeah Alright, so we take some prasad, something. Shri Krishna Bhagavan ke jai, Aye. Shri Krishna Naam ke jai, Sadhu Sangha ke jai, Gaudpremanande.